Hay, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this here podcast. And today's episode is so much fun. Uh, today's episode is sponsored uh, so much by uh, some great sponsors, people that love my citizens, people that love working with the mayor, people that just love our industry altogether. And what I love about my sponsors is that they all want to help independent agents and they want to help them grow and to be better. And uh, I want to talk to you about them right now for just a minute. And then I'll get out of the way and you can hear an incredible conversation with me and Regan. Agency Performance Partners, uh, ridiculously amazing <laughs> uh, as, the, as the hashtag has been for them for a long time. They help agencies just like you to solve some of the uh, industry's biggest challenges. And those challenges uh, are, are, you know, very similar, but very different all at the same time. And for the last uh, month or so, you've probably seen a lot of, of information and a lot of marketing around commercial insurance and a new course that I've been heavily involved in called Apex Commercial Sales. And this is going to be, uh, it is a great course that begin and end. And, and working with commercial insurance from prospecting to building your pipeline to working with underwriters uh, all the way to the close. And even after the close, what comes next in that customer experience after this is a course that you don't want to miss out on. And right now, um, you know, is, is the perfect time. So many agencies are talking about commercial and wanting to grow in that area. And this course is built for agencies going after uh, small commercial all the way to whale hunting and everything in between. So uh, check that out, agencyperformancepartners.com. Also, my good friends over at CoverDesk, Andy Priestman and his team do a great job. And I want you guys to uh, reach out to them and let them know uh, that you are interested or, or ask them the questions. A lot of you don't know uh, about uh, exactly what a virtual assistant can do. And there's so many virtual assistant companies out there. And uh, Andy Priestman and his team, uh, have really got it figured out and they've dialed it in and they are taking it to a whole nother level. And they have uh, taken this whole thing uh, and made it so incredible for agencies to be able to solve some of those challenges in, in hiring and in finding good personnel to come in and uh, take them to the next level. And Andy and his team at CoverDesk have helped to do that with so many agencies, large and small uh, make sure that you you check out CoverDesk.com, whether you're looking for an individual, one or two uh, VAs, or if you're looking for a whole team of VAs, they've got an approach for both, whether you're looking to do a book role or if you're looking for someone to uh, just help with day-to-day tasks, CoverDesk.com. Check it out. I'm going to get out of the way, and I'm going to uh, stop with the intro and get into this episode because Regan Brandt is a ball of energy, a ball of fun. Uh, just somebody that I really enjoyed visiting with. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Regan Brandt. Regan Brandt! What's happening? I'm just living the dream in Missoula, Montana right now. So I got no complaints. No complaints. Missoula, Montana. The Rig Dog 21. (laughs) I'm so glad you busted that out for any of those listeners who don't get the Missoulian, which is the local small town paper. I was in there a ton highlighted for basketball, softball, track and volleyball. I'm a legend in my own mind. So if you want my autograph, Rig Dog 21, number 21, represent. Word. So it's funny you say that because. The local paper uh, back in Franklin, Tennessee, where I grew up, there was a, a framed article for years in my dad's office of my first touchdown as a running back. Yes. And I'm like, Dad, <laughs> I- I'm 40, I'm 42 years old. You can take that down now. He's like, no, it was your first one. Like, you got to update some shit from time to time, Dad. But it's just funny. It's still there or it's still for, I think I actually might have it now, but at one point in time, I was like, dad, it's been, you know, 25 years since that touchdown. We got to get rid of that. But no, Heath, come on, never get rid of it. You need to keep, give pass that to your kids, make them keep that forever. But the thing is, I don't want it to ever seem like I got peaked (laughs) in elementary school. Oh no, I I peaked in ninth grade. I'm cool with it. (laughs) I'm not that good. I'm like, so I'll I'll one up you on the dad's frame. I was at um, a park with my kids in Missoula, Montana. And I'm there with my husband who's from Seattle. He doesn't know how small towns work. And I'm talking to this guy and he's like, God, your name sounds familiar. And I'm like, you know, honestly, it's probably because I was in the paper a lot back in high school and we're the 
same grade. We get home. My husband is petrified. He's like, did you just name drop? You're in the paper all the time. I'm like, I was, I was, I was a big deal in high school. Come on. I was on. a big deal. <laughs> and the guy's like, I actually think I do. He's like, you went to Loyola, right? I'm like, yep. Told you. That's how you recognize me. So. <laughs> so you are the, the Al Bundy of insurance then. You're going to hang on to those exactly. high school glory. Hey. Uh, yeah. I'm glory days it all day long. All day own long, that. man. I so. love it. All right. So we're already halfway there, but let's take a walk down memory lane. I, I'm already loving this conversation. We've already traded friendship bracelets. We're already there, but I need the audience to know how awesome the Rick Dog 21 is. I was like, besides being able to nail a three-pointer, I mean, what else do you need to know? I named myself the PowerPoint instead of a point guard. Come on. That's that's pretty legit. No, you're right. That's pretty legit. <laughs> uh, but no, the insurance geek side. I mean, I think no one really falls into insurance, but uh, I was presented at 24 with an interesting opportunity. I got kind of approached by an investment group that said, hey, you want to start a premium finance company? And at the time, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I know exactly what that is as I'm Googling to myself, premium finance. What is this? Um, so, you know, 2008, I was fortunate enough to kick that off and co-found it. And I've had a, a, a love fest now with insurance, insurance agencies for the last 15 years. And it's kind of blossomed from there into lots of different little avenues and ventures. So what you're saying is uh, you had to do a lot of fake it till you make it in the beginning. Totally. Totally. Who doesn't? A lot of people think they can't or like they, they get scared and they like, I've noticed a lot with insurance professionals, producers, CSRs, whatever you want to call it, when they get to a point where they're uncomfortable, they just freeze and they don't do anything. And like, I like to hear that. Um, and I like to hear that you were, it's just a good lesson learned because now like you've got that going, you've got lots of things going on. You're more yeah. than just, you know, a, yeah. you, what else you got going on? Let's be yeah. real, being humble. No, yeah. You already and like I to mean... brag about your high school days. Let's brag <laughs> See, about all the crap you Okay, owned. but Heath, that was my peak. Okay. It's all gone downhill since. So, you know, I, um, I think you're pretty cool now. So talk to me about no, what you do. Well, you, yeah. you, you got your hands in a lot of things. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I will say, you know, the fake it till you make it part. I think that that's part of it, but also it's okay to be like, I don't know the answer to that. And if you're a hard worker and you then go figure it out, you solve the solution. You're always advocating for whoever you're trying to sell to. It's like, you're going to get ahead in this industry. It's not rocket science. Yep. And so, you know, I've been fortunate enough through the premium finance company. I worked with about 10,000 retail agencies over the last 15 years. And, you know, I've seen successful ones. I've seen not so successful ones. I've seen the guys that are just coasting, you know, I, I've seen the whole spectrum. And so that's been something really interesting that led me into creating an insure tech, you know, so I created a little app that helps uh, commercial agents get loss runs. I'm on K2 Insurance Advisories Board. It's a specialty MGA that unfortunately not many people know the brand, but it's about a 1.2 billion of premium every year. They have 500 employees. They crush it. It's just there's 28, 29 different entities. So you don't know, it kind of all rolls up to the parent company. And so, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have my fingers on a lot of different sides of like the carriers, reinsurer, specialty programs, billing, insure techs now. And it's fun. It's fun. Insurance is sexy. Whoever says it's not, they don't know. It's sexy. Oh, it's very sexy. No, I completely agree. So, you know, if, if people were, I guess, if we're going to continue to go on your notoriety, are you more known for in what area? Like your premium financing or your, I know you from Lost Runs Pro. I, yeah. I think that is, to me, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. If I would have had that tool when I was a commercial producer, I, it sounds to me like it would have been a game changer for me yeah. and helped me in so many ways, the archaic way of doing things. And here's the thing. I want you to do something for me because you and I first met, you know, you told me kind of how you got into the Lost Runs game. And I, give a, a two or three minutes to what you told me because it resonates with so many. I guarantee it. Totally, totally. Yeah. So I, you know, I'd been working with these agents um, doing the premium financing. It was 2018, 2019. And I started getting a ton of these risks that people are like, uh, it's pending cancellation because I couldn't get loss runs or I'm not going to release the quote to you because you don't have loss runs. And I'm a big proponent. If I can add value to my retail agencies in different ways than just being the billing, I'm going to do it. And so I started diving in. I'm like, tell me about this loss runs problem. And they're like, yeah, we literally like pray we send it to the right place. We ask our current insured to go get it. And I'm like, what? Like you send it by pigeon, literally hoping you get this report back that you need to grow your business. 
This is insane. It's like 2019, 2020. Um, well, then, then you got the bully on the other side, oh, the incumbents. Yeah. Like, I'm not giving you this. I'm not going yeah. to. You're and I'm like, my business. Yeah. And I'm always thinking, who is this insured that lets this agent boss you around? I'm like, if I'm only keeping business as an agent because I make it so difficult to work with me, you're not a good agent. I'm sorry. I, it's like, be transparent, do the best you can for your customers, and you will always end up ahead. And so, yeah, it was, it was kind of serendipitous. I think I told you I was on LinkedIn, which is now like my favorite social media platform. Um, I, you know, check me out on LinkedIn, follow me. But, um, I saw Payne West, who's in Missoula, Montana, had posted a thing that they were starting a venture capital company with 14 of the top 100 brokers. So it was, you know, the ABDs, IMA, Holmes Murphy, Connor Strong to try to support broker technology. And I was like, okay, I got to meet these C-suites. I was like, I've been in this industry this long and I know how hard it is to get a call with these people. Even if I don't have much yet, I'm flying out there just to wine and dine with these guys. Um, So Fast forward, made it out there, pitched my idea, got funding. And, you know, they mentored me all of 2020, which was just, I mean, unbelievable. You're talking about top talent in the insurance industry, you know, answering your calls, emailing you back, telling you how to improve your product and and just business sense. Like I was like, this is such a cool insight into how these big guys operate. And it, it was it was definitely life changing for me. So it's been really good to, you know, see that lens and then still have my, you know, finance company and some of these other, you know, fingers in the pot. So and some people might say that was luck or that was, you know, you're blessed because of that. But I would say that was hard work. That was like sheer determination of like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know these people. I don't know where I'm even going, but I'm going dadgummit, you know, totally. No, like my husband laughed. He's like, but you don't have anything. And I, you know, and I'm there and all these guys I'm talking to and, and I'll admit it, I'm the first to admit it way smarter than me, way cooler technology. But all of them, I kept saying, you know, how many customers do you have? How many agents are doing this? They had never worked. A lot of them are tech people hadn't worked as much on the retail agency side or seen the ins and outs of an agency. And I'm like, man, you know, and and I laugh and I I take, hopefully no one takes offense to this on this call. um, But, you know, I was doing Lost Room Pro and I'm like, my dad has to be able to create one. If my dad can create one, I'm on to something. And so during the whole development, every month I'd be like, come on, make a loss run request. And it's like people need tools they can actually use. They don't need to change the whole world right away. It's like little incremental changes to improve your business takes you a long way. And sometimes that's missed. You know, it's you want the the big grab and it's not always the best way. I don't think so. No, you're right. And that's one of the things I've noticed in the last, especially the last two or three years. But, you know, I've been at this 20 years now. And over the years, the whole insured tech thing has really grown and blown up a lot. And I think so many times, uh, and I've been put on different, you know, task force or different boards and whatnot. And so many times it comes down to, I'm like, ease of doing business. You know, I, they're like, well, what can we do to make it so much cooler and so much better? Like, no, quit focus on that. Let's make the user experience easy. Let's make it something that any dumb dumb can do or any 85-year-old guy can do or any 12-year-old kid can do, whatever it might be. Make it simple. The barrier to entry has got to be easy. All of those things, if you're not, and I think if you're, give me a minute, I'm going to go on my own little diatribe here. It's my show, (laughs) so shut up. Do whatever you want. Go for it. But no, here's my thing. This bothers me because, you know, you got me on my own soapbox here. I'm supposed to be hosting you. Sorry. (laughs) But um, what bothers me is insurance agents listening right now are thinking, okay, you're talking about tech. How does this affect me? You got to make your job as a producer, you got to make it easy for your clients to do business with you. If you're making it difficult, whether it's loss runs or whether it's, you know, premium financing or going your two routes, or if it's just freaking right in business with you. If you make it difficult, you're not going to grow your agency, period. No. End of discussion. No. I mean, I'd laugh. I'm like when people you know, would ask me, they're like, can you fill out this application? Oh, you have to print it. It's not a fillable PDF. Scan it back to me. Oh, to get your loss runs, go to this current person. I'm like, I'm in the industry and I'm still not willing to put the time in to do this. You got to make it easy. Like it doesn't make sense. And, yeah. and consumers demand that now. And so, you know, Obviously, you know, my little loss run thing. It's like, I wanted that to be just like, click a button. That's all they should have to do. Make it easy. Why? Why? It doesn't need to be rocket science. Make it was easy. It, was it Staples that came with that whole easy button thing years ago? Yeah. It was the like, I, most brilliant thing ever. 
Seriously, Sarah, but that's the thing. Consumers, you know, it's like the last thing they want to think about is insurance. That's why they hire an agent. They want you to be the professional. They want you to do the legwork and just make it easy on them. But they want to know they're covered and, you know, that's all they got to care about. Make it easy right. on me. And that's the thing. And people make it too difficult. They try to think about, let's make it this or make it that. It's already, as you said, it's already sexy enough as it is. Totally. And even if it's not, let's make it easy. Let's make it something that you're adding value to them. And maybe that value added, just making it that much easier instead of complicating the situation. Cause no matter how cool the tech is or no matter how cool your process yeah. is, if it's hard, no one wants it. You're done. Well, and if you got a train, like I always, you know, who had it? It was FOMO, like fear of getting start fog, fear of getting started. Someone said that the other day and I was like, I'm going to start using that because I feel like there's so much tech out there and even just starting yeah. a business. Yeah. It's like all these like, oh, I got this major fear. Well, what if this? What if that? How many? Of that? It's like, OK, take those barriers out, you know, make it easy to do it. And that was with like yeah. Lost Run Pro. I'm like, I want a person in 15 minutes. They put their credit card in. They sign up. They're sending a request out. I don't want this onboarding and it takes all these systems and you got to create an API. It's like, that's cool. And it might eventually get there. And we do have some of those capabilities, but just step one, just enter the information, put their name in and hit send. That's it. That's it, man. Like you're going, you know? So it's like, get over that fear of starting. I feel like so many of us, it's like we're, we're your own worst enemy in that case. So. Yeah. I love that fear of getting started folks. That's cool. So yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. And so I, I work with a lot of, of commercial producers, personal lines, whatever. I work with a lot of producers yeah. and agencies that, again, it's that very thing, fear of getting started. You know, you and I were on a, a webinar not too long ago on, you know, getting the phone to ring. And so many people are just scared to even get started, even do anything. Yeah. And it's like, instead of being paralyzed, you know what to do, just start, just do something. You know, if it's cold calling or if it's going to a networking event or if it's, I don't care what, just do something, get to work. Just like, you know, if you would have just sat around like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to start a premium finance company. You'd probably still that same girl in Missoula, Montana and didn't know what they were doing. Totally. Totally. I mean, part of me is just to that consistency. I know we were laughing. Like, it's like, it's not rocket science to be really successful in this industry. It's just, it's rolling up your sleeves and doing the same thing every single day and being consistent. And it doesn't even need, mean 50, 60 hour weeks. I always tell people I'm like, do it in two hours, but set the two hours aside, do your 30 calls, do your 20 emails, write your five handwritten letters. But you do that every single day you are going to be a rock star. You Put can't fail. Yeah. You can't fail. It's just, but then, you know, it's, it's who said this to me? They were like, it's really easy to do it. And it's just as easy not to do it. You can make excuses for anything. Exactly. Well, it's like, I don't feel like calling today. Well, then guess what? You're probably not going to feel like calling on Tuesday. And you're probably not going to want to send the emails on Wednesday. And it's just like, set aside, again, doesn't have to be a lot of time, but just like work your business, do the system, put the time in and you're going to be successful. You know, it's, it's, Anyone who's done that I've seen in this industry, I'm like, they are extremely successful. There's no revenue cap. I mean, the sky's the limit. You're, that's what I love about this business. And I'm a huge proponent for the insurance industry. I have been for 20 years or longer for that matter. My dad's, I'm second generation, but you think about it. And I tell people all the time, and I'm going to get another soapbox, damn it. This is what I get for interviewing another podcast host. But <laughs> so like- for me, and I know you agree with me on this, we've talked about this, but like, this is the greatest industry ever because number one, you can't start a business without insurance. You can't own a car or a vehicle or whatever without having insurance. You can't do anything. But the other thing is that renewable income that you get every single stinking year. Totally. And so like you buy a couch, you don't need another couch for probably 10, 15 years. Totally. So if you're, if you're a couch salesman, listen, I'm sorry, but you know, if you're a car salesman every year, yeah, you might get lucky and get somebody to lease. Yeah. But I mean, like, for the most part, maybe five years, maybe every three yeah. years. Yeah. But insurance, you get these people every year. Yeah. So work hard, roll up your sleeves, get to, get, do your job every day yeah. and you can't fail. You really can't. Yeah. When I think too, I, I got chills, you know, as you mentioned the podcasting, I've been talking to these guys and I actually never thought of insurance in this way, but they were like, it is what greases capitalism. If there was no insurance and I was like, they're like, you know, the flows and the Geico's, they do a disservice because really like who was there for 9-11? You know, who was there for these things? It's like, it is the insurance companies. You know, why can we take these risks to start a business, own a home, drive a car? It's like, you know why? Because goddamn insurance companies. And I'm like, 
man, oh, that gave me like chills because you, you don't always think of it that way. You know, you think of it. Yes, it's a business. It's revenue. And some things I'm like, this is one of the only businesses you can start where you don't have to buy a product. You're literally selling a piece of paper, a promise of someone else's promise. Right. But then I started thinking about like what insurance agents are doing, what carriers are doing. I mean, that is the whole reason we can live in, you know, the USA, like why we have this great, you know, country and all these things. I'm like, damn, that's powerful. That's it powerful. really is. And so that's one of the things like, and you and I discussed it, you know, uh, people know to listen to my show. I, I don't script anything, but just in our conversations in the past, you talked about this. And, and I think there's got to be a way that we can bring more younger people or more newer people, whatever it is in this industry and communicate that way. And I think the biggest barrier to that is, uh, and I'm going to say this hypocritically, but the people that the gray hairs and here I am with this gray beard, but it's those people that, you know, they think of industry insurance, they think of like the old guy in the corner yeah. or they think of that pestering salesman. Like, what is it? Uh, oh, the guy on Groundhog Day. Is it Ned? Not Ned. What is his name? Ned Ryerson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know I'm old, so it's an old reference, but you know, that <laughs> annoying life insurance yep. salesman, but it's so much better than that. It's so sexy. It's yep. so much fun to get involved in and we've got to figure out a way. So let's solve this right now, Reagan. Well, I also think though, you know, and this is uh, some of the people I've talked to, it's like, you know, and you know where I stand on this. I'm a girl power, you know, women can do anything. Yeah. And unfortunately, when I look around in the insurance industry, there's not a lot of female heavy hitters. There needs to be more in my opinion. Um, and, you know, just diversity, it brings a different lens in. But I think insurance is and was one of those industries that it's like, oh, my grandfather did it. My uncle did it. So I'm going to go work for his agency. It's kind of like so everyone looks the same because it's kind of like right. been passed down. It yeah. hasn't really been like opened up to like, hey, anyone can apply and like you hear about it. I do think over like the last decade, you know, now schools are starting to get like, you know, risk management programs. So people are starting to learn more that way. You know, insure techs for all the bad, like I, I call it insure tech 1.1, kind of the ones like the hippos, the lemonades that aren't really doing underwriting great. They're losing their shorts. You know, I think that gave some appeal to people. And now I think insure tech 2.0 is where we're becoming enablers. We're creating technology to actually enable the retail agents because they're not going away. You know, someone told me there's a retail agents, three retail agents in the U.S. for every Starbucks. Whoa. And I was like, mind blown, mind blown. Like retail agents are not going away. And so I think now, you know, InsureTech 2.0. And so I think that's creating, you know, a little bit of a sex appeal to hopefully get some of these young people. But, you know, again, and not to, not to make this negative or too, you know, feminist power, but it's like, I think there's still a lot of those stigmas. I think women still have this like, sorry, you're not the good old boys club, you know, and, and we got to break through that. Like we got to get in there. We got to shake things up, get some aggressive ball busters. And, you know, I'm one of them. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to drag as many women as I can up the ranks with me. And I think that'll start this spiral of like getting good quality young people involved in the industry. We are at a mid-roll ad, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, sorry to interrupt this fantastic episode, but I want to talk to you about my uh, good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting all those deck pages you need to quote your prospect. If, uh, if you're looking for a great solution for your referral partners or for your producers out there, account managers, people working with your prospects, to get that information, the deck pages, to complete that quote, to complete that transaction, go to Canopy Connect. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath and check this out. Uh, they are your one-click solution to get the deck pages you need to quote your prospect. Go to Canopy Connect, usecanopy.com. Also, my good friends over at Smart Choice, your, uh, your, your awesome solution, your partner, your friend, in the business is going to help you, whether you're a startup looking for markets or you've been around the block, you've been around the agency world, but you need another market. You need a friend. You need a help. You need someone to come alongside you and help you with market access or advice or things like that. Go to smartchoiceagents.com. They come in with no fees. They come in uh, not wanting to own part of your business. They just want to provide you market access and they work off a commission split. That's only the carriers they provide to you. So uh, what's what's the harm here? No harm, no foul. It's a great opportunity for you. Go to smartchoiceagents.com and check it out. Tell them the mayor sent you. You'll be so glad that you did. Now, 
let's get back to the show. I couldn't agree more. And I'm a big supporter in that as well. My wife is also in this industry and she's the CEO of the local Arkansas PA. And so I'm super proud of her Yeah, and the work that she's done. And she's climbed her way up from a receptionist yeah. all the way to now she's running the PA of Arkansas. And she's on all these task force and young agent boards and all of these things. And I'm like, babe, look, you know, I'm very, you know, huge proponent for that. So I just think that, yeah, you're right. we got to find ways to, to highlight those, you know, females in the industry, young people in the industry to give them a voice. Yeah. Because let, let's, I mean, going back to your second generation, third generation, fourth generation agencies, by the time the son or daughter takes over, they're like in their fifties. Totally. Because dad's not going to let go until he's like in the one foot in the grave. <laughs> totally, my dad, totally. I, dad, if you're listening, I apologize. My dad's 78, still slinging insurance. I'm like, dad, totally. hang it up, bro. Yeah, like yeah. you, you have nothing to prove. Yeah. And he goes, he's like, I just love it. I'm like, okay, cool. You love it. But mom wants you to hang out with her, you know, go play some totally. golf, go do this, totally. go do that. I love you, dad, but hang it up, bro. I've yeah. told, I tell that all the time. I'm no, and I think cook out about an hour. I'm gonna tell him. Yeah, I think that younger generation too. If you actually listen to them, I mean, that's who's gonna be buying insurance in ten years. We got to get feedback from them. Like, what's the portal they want to be on? How do they want to buy it? Like, you know. And if you really let them kind of give you feedback, they're pretty honest and they actually have good ideas. I think they're just so used to no one's gonna make the change, no one's gonna listen to me. And so, you know, I'm a big proponent. I love internships. I love getting young people in there to see how the industry works because they have great ideas. Like, you know, someone told me this the other day and I'm like, no way, that is not true. That people now, instead of Googling things, I guess 60% go to TikTok now, right? TikTok. And I was like, this can't be a true fact. So I'm like researching this. It's like to solve a problem now, like if you have a leak, you know, you used to, how do I fix my sink leak? And you watch a YouTube video. No, people go to TikTok and there's people doing these little videos showing it 60% now. And I'm like, holy cow. Are we marketing in TikTok? How are we doing this then? Like we need to, you know, all these new things are coming at you fast. And I'm like, I don't want to be the person that's sitting on the sideline being like, well, I still fax a document. <laughs> you know, it's like if you get young people in there, they can kind of help us evolve that and really, I think, move the industry forward. So, wow, that makes sense. I mean, I think about it now. The other day, uh, I was YouTubing something. I can't remember what it was. Crap. I, it was going to be a better story if I could tell what it was. It was but probably before, my my episode on the insurance chatter, right? You're always was. watching me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> always. Um, but it was how to do something. And yeah. I got the video pulled up and it was like a 25 minute video. I, was like, I just want the section of the video that shows me how to fix this freaking problem. That's TikTok. TikTok does it. Right. It's a 30, like literally it was like this oh, whole thing about seconds. how this like 30 second video that the guy's like twist it like this, tick, tick, tap that. And I'm like, what? And again, it totally blew my mind because I don't even have TikTok. And now after that, I'm like, I downloaded it. I'm going to learn how it works. I'm going to see what we need to do. But I was like, you know, maybe it doesn't apply right now, but in five years, is it going to apply more? You know, all these things. I'm like, you got to kind of stay on it. And the young people, it's like, they naturally, they're like, Riggin, you're a dork. This is how you TikTok. I'm like, okay, teach me, please. Right. <laughs> here we go, Rig Dog. Here's what Rig Dog 21. Yeah. Here's what we're Don't gonna forget do. the 21. Come on. Here's, here's what we're going to do. I'm telling you right now, we're doing this. Something, some clip from this podcast is going to make it on TikTok. Okay. We're doing it. I'm, we're doing I'm serious. it. So, so if you're do listening you know how, to this do you know episode, how to TikTok? I don't do anything with it, but you're going to have one. I'm going to have one and we're going to release a video and we're going to see a uh, TikTok. What the crap you call it? We're going to put one out to the, I'm universe. only doing it. If we can do a dance before like a, a okay. coordinated dance, 10 Perfect. second dance before we'll merge them together. You know, we got to do whatever the video is. We'll be like, who's that guy that was drinking the orange juice? You know, what did he come back? Remember the video that went like viral? Oh, it totally went viral. He was drinking cranberry juice, skateboarding. I know you know this. Oh, my God. I, I'm going to have to Google this. Uh, it's going to drive me crazy now. All right. So, yeah, we're going to do that. So we're doing that right now. We're going to do that <laughs> at some point. So be looking for that. If I put it out there in the universe, it's going to happen. Yeah. So let's get back on track. I've totally derailed. But, yeah, so, like, bringing in young people. TikTok's a great example of that. And, you know, I think we got to bring in new blood from other industries. I think we got to bring in new blood from here, from there. And it has to happen. I think 
you know, one of the things I hear the most, you probably do too. Uh, you know, I need more staff. I need more staff. I need more this. And then they're, all they're doing is just trying to rob from other agencies. Totally. But we can get from outside the industry and bring people in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I had heard. So one lady told me this, I asked, how are you recruiting people? And it really stuck out to me. She goes, you know what I do? She's like, I go to the high school senior counselors and I ask them, I say, who's the class clown that's probably actually not going to college. Doesn't really know like how good and smart and funny they are. Tell me, identify three of those kids. And she's like, I give them the three kids. I give them an internship. And it's like, they're like, golden. She's like, they have become producers for me. You give them a chance. They can start making good money. They know how to talk to people. And she was like, I've done it every single year. I'm like, God, that's brilliant. It's like the person who doesn't know how, like they have this people skill. That's all you got to do. And it's like, and they're, they don't know how to go to college. They're not ready for that. It's like, give them this opportunity. And then hopefully she was like, hopefully in five, 10 years, they start their own agency. And they've been really successful for me. And I'm like, God, what a cool way to pay it forward. You get some good young blood in there for energy. And I was like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. You know, it truly is. I think that's awesome. I think that's, again, what we have to do is think outside the box and not do the traditional thing. And I hear a lot of people and I've probably said it too. So if you've heard of one of my shows, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite now, but it's kind of an old school (laughs) thing now. But people are like, oh, just go to Chick-fil-A. You know, they train their people on all this. And I've said it before, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, but okay, now it's been done. What's the next thing? Totally. You know, what's the next thing, you know? And so figure out what that is class clown from your high school. Cool. You know, that'll be, you know, we'll come back on three years from now and be like, don't do that anymore. Everybody's doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Figure out what the newest thing is now and freaking do it. Just roll up your sleeves and go to work. Yeah. Well, and create like a fun atmosphere where it's like work hard, get rewarded. I feel like that's one of the things is, you know, I've seen seeing a lot of these agencies, a lot of times they treat the support staff really bad. And they're like, I don't know why they leave every eight months. Right. I'm like, okay, buddy, it's literally not the pay. It's not right. the pay. It's right. making them feel valued. It's like they are doing all this work and supporting you. And it's like, it's so easy just to be like, I'm grateful for you. Exactly. You. Exactly. Takes one sentence. Come on. Like, doesn't cost you more money. Nope. It's just know? encouragement. It's just affirmation. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, but there was a study that came out and now again, it's, it's not millennials anymore. It's the next generation, but the younger generations coming up, they care a lot about being affirmed. They care a lot about, you know, I I read a study uh, about whatever they, what is the newest generation called now? I don't even know. Not Zennials, not millennials, whatever the next one is, but they were real big on like getting involved in the community and being able to serve and give back and, Totally. That was a big thing. And I'm like, that's yeah. awesome. So let's yeah. find a way to do it. It's not that hard to plan a, a quarterly whatever event to give back yeah. to the community. Yeah. It's not difficult to give them an opportunity to give to local charities. And you do a match. Or here's the thing. Let them pick. Let yeah. them pick. Hey, once a quarter, what's your cause? You want to go do the YWCA? You like pets? You want to do the food bank? You want to do this? Like giving people that, you know, belief that, Hey, you can pull this off. And I I will say easier said than done. You know, when I was starting Columbia Pacific, it was one of those gut wrenching. I wanted to put every payment in and I wanted to do every document and I wanted to do this. And it wasn't until I was like, stop suffocating the business, Regan, trust the people that you've hired and let go that it's like rocket ship, you know? And it's hard to do that. But if you can really just say like, okay, they might not have done it as good as I did, or they maybe did it in a different way than I did. But guess what? The end result's still the goddamn same. Yeah, you're just exactly go with right. It. Just go with it. Don't be a control freak, you know, and easier said than done. I'm a little bit that way. But I that is one thing I've tried to give my people like, you know, have some autonomy to make the decision. And if you mess up, OK, yeah. whatever, we'll, yep. we'll work through it. We'll work through it, you know. But, you know, I think there's an underlying theme in there. It's just like you said, work through it, get the work done, work hard. You know, it's not like you said, it's not rocket science. It's not, you know, anything like that. It's just simply getting the job done, focusing on the next task and and just being willing to break something every now and then. Totally. I mean, we try once a year, I have people write a list of like, what are the things you really like doing and what are the tasks you don't like doing? And then I'm like, perfect. We're punting all those ones you don't like doing goes to the new hire, you know, and then you're going to evolve into these ones because it's like, why have someone do something they don't like doing? Where they've evolved from. Yeah. Do you want to burn your employees out? 
You know, it's kind of just like, but you have to be looking at that. And I'm like, if you actually are cognizant, like, hey, this person loves making cold calls. Why am I having her do service work? But this other person like wants to cry every cold call. <laughs> okay, let's let's switch it up. You right. know, yeah. figure it out because there's enough work to go around. But it's just like, don't force some of these tasks. To, like, like I have one girl. She doesn't. She's not very good at Excel. It's like, why am I going to force you to do Excel right. reports then? I'm right. just asking you to fail and feel bad about yourself. Why? Yep. No, I'm with you. I, so. It's about, you know, I don't know if you've read the book Traction, the EOS system, no. whatever. It's like, another, uh, I don't know, but it's a really cool thing. It's, it's a, re- a great book, but they talk about the right seats on the bus and like yep. having people in the wrong seats and the right seats and how to identify that. And you're exactly right. And there's so many agencies I go into and you'll see like, for example, an account manager, there'll be a great producer, but they've been pigeonholed in the account manager role because, but they've evolved from that. Totally. Or you see a producer, like you said, it's scared shitless of cold calling. It's like, get that person out of that role and find out what they're good at. Maybe they'd be better suited for your, you know, inbound leads. Maybe they're better suited for doing social media. Maybe they're better at your TikTok videos, whatever. Well, and ask them. Like yeah. ask them. My thing is like have the hard. I mean, it's respectful still. I'm like, hey, I notice like this every time. I feel like you're frustrated doing this. Like, am I reading it wrong? Or like, you tell me. Like, then let's kick it. You know, like let's figure out a different way. And what do you yeah. like doing? And you know, people. I think if you if you really let people have some say, and you don't like then undercut them after they say it, they're gonna go the mile for you. You know, they're gonna run through a wall. And it's like that's the kind of people you want on your team. And it's it's very easy to do it when you get good people, you believe in them, you give them a little bit of rope. It's like th- that, that's the way to go. I, I I see just so many small little suffocating things some of these agencies do. And I'm like, God, there's a reason there's a new CSR every eight months. And I'm like, how bad is that for your customers? They got to get a new person, the training time, how expensive. It's just like invest in the current people, invest yeah. in the new ones. It's like it pays dividends. It pays dividends. And it doesn't necessarily mean money because I know when you're starting an agency, that's scary as hell promising someone a, a paycheck. But there's a lot of other little things you can do to add value to someone's job, you know, more than a paycheck. So oh, 100%. I love it. Um, so, you know, throughout, again, throughout your, your career here, you, like I said, you got your hands in a lot of different things. What is, what is Rig Dog 21? I love that. <laughs> What is your, what is your favorite thing? Like, what is like, what makes you happy? What gets you out of bed and excites you every day? You know, I mean, it's kind of dorky because it's not necessarily the thing that makes the most money. I like fixing the problem. So it's kind of one of those things like the startup for me, you know, like the insure tech, it was like, how are we going to do the processes? How are we going to onboard the people? How's this going to look? You know, it's like being part of K2 stuff. It's like, all right, how do we streamline this? How do we get cross sell advantages? You know, CPF, how do we get these new leads in here? It's kind of that entrepreneurial part that a lot of people do hate. Like, you know, my husband's like, I honestly think you're a serial killer. Like, this is weird. Like, your business is doing really good, and then you're going to start a new one? Like, what the hell are you thinking? Like, this is when you should be enjoying it. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but now it's just, like, working. I have it set up. You know, I I like that kind of evolving change. And it's fun for me to, like, set up the processes. Now, I'll be the first to admit I'm not the best at following the processes, <laughs> but I'm really good at setting them up, you know, and, and then finding the people who can implement. And so I'd say, you know, that juices me. I love talking to, you know, being on this advisory board for K2. People will call me a lot and just be like, hey, what do you think of this tech? What do you think about this? I got this problem. I love thinking through that, you know, and I don't get paid for that. It's just something fun that I'm like, I like helping them. It's cool to see their businesses succeed and, you know, maybe give them some small pearl of wisdom that really changes the dial for them. So, so you probably like me uh, in consulting and talking to people you probably see a lot of the same similar problems, no matter what industry or what they're doing totally. or how large or small they are. So what's that that one piece of advice you find yourself telling people the most often? You know, I think it's probably like getting the process down and being consistent because I feel like, you know, I know we were talking, getting the phones to ring. It's like, well, today I'm going to call, you know, these people. And then, well, that didn't work. So tomorrow I'm gonna, it's like you tried for three hours. 
Mm-hmm. No one succeeds in three hours, you know, right. even a week. It's like they'll be like, well, you know, Regan, I, I tried those emails for four days and no one responded. It's like, you know, it takes people about eight to eight contact points. So they're like, feel comfortable with you at a minimum. It's like you're going to have to keep doing the same things. So I think for me, it's kind of like getting them to be like, don't just jump ship on the plan because it didn't work. It's it's kind of like, yeah, when I tried to go on a diet, I didn't lose 20 pounds overnight. It's like, well, no shit. I ate cake and had five beers. Come on. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Right. It's a slow, long process, but then it works. And all of a sudden, you know, a year later, you're going, man, I lost 40 pounds, but it was slow and it worked. And so my whole thing with them is like, find the process and stick to it and be, be willing to, you know, tweak it. But it's like the bones are probably there. You know, it's like the bones are right. Stay, yep. stay the road, stay consistent, you know? Yeah. I love that. You know, it's one of those things at, you know, we call it the freaking first times. And so people, we tell people it takes at least 10 or 12 times doing something. And so people come to me like, he, I tried it for a week. I'm like, oh, a whole week. Oh my God. You tried it for a week. Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Maybe try it for a month <laughs> or yeah. like yeah, six a months. year. So give it, yeah. Give it you some know. time to really sink in. And, you know, are people like, man, I, I tried this niche and I was going to be the best commercial insurance agent for restaurants. And I tried it for a couple of weeks and it just didn't work. A couple of weeks. Come on now. You got to really get after it. Figure out what worked and what didn't work. Hone in, hone in your scripts or whatever you want to call it. Stay with it. Roll your sleeves up. Get to work. I love that advice. Well, and you start like creating the, like, I know we've talked about this. It's like you start creating then your own brand. And that's what I think is important. And that's something, you know, I've been kind of working on for myself. That's kind of been my challenge over the last few years. It's like, you know, you can get pigeonholed into premium financing or I could get pigeonholed into insure tech. And, you know, I'm more than that. And so it's like, create your brand. And so some of these agencies, it's like, hey, create the brand you want to be and be consistent with it. You know, whether it's on social media, whether it's few emails, whether it's through your community and you're always involved in certain like nonprofits, but it's like, pick who you want to be and then really create that brand. And, you know, I'm a firm believer being authentic, being honest, all those things that goes a long way. So, so make sure you're picking something you really like and you really, you know, is true to yourself, but then it's like, work it, work it, you know, and stay consistent. Yeah. If it's not something you enjoy doing or you connect with, then it's not going to be something you stick with. Totally. Totally. You know, no, know your place, know your place. So that would be, you know, for me, if I were to choose a, a niche in beauty salons or hair salons, <laughs> like I'm not, a but you person. have really nice hair, whatever, Look you, know at what that. I mean? I, you know, it's all thick. Your hair is nicer mm, than mine today. So whatever. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. if I were to like, I don't know. Uh, whatever. You got But something you you're kind of passionate about. Like I think about like those classic cars, right? And you talk yeah. to those guys because I thought about like, okay, this is a pretty cool niche. And there's actually some paper that wants to like put a specialty program together. And you start talking about some of this stuff. But I'm like, man, you talk to those guys who are doing it. They freaking love classic cars. Yeah. They know everything about it. They know all the parts. You they can't fool like, them. You can't yeah. make, it, make it with them. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, and there's a, you know, and so I'm like, God, if you're really into that, get into that niche. You know, it's like, there's a ton of just different little things I think you can get into. You really like real estate, get into real estate. You know, you really like certain different things. It's like, you can find enough, you know, there's an abundance out there of opportunity. It's just picking, you know, and not being threatened by other agents. It's just like yeah. pick your wheelhouse and stay consistent to it. And, and then you can keep adding, like, I'm a firm believer, you know, like you nail the construction industry. It's like, okay, you know what it took. You knew how you built the brown. What's something that's kind of similar to that? Okay, do you want to get into pest control? Boom. Start start the wheelhouse that way. Get your staff working that way. You know, do all the same repetitive things. And now you're an expert in that. And add a third expertise, you know. And yeah. there's just there's a lot of room that people, if you just do the work, it's it's, it's such a cool industry. So yeah, and that's one of the things, you know, um, that I talk to a lot of people about because as you know, uh, and you probably heard in this industry that the biggest thing that still happens has been archaic problem of the account managers and the producers don't get along. They fight. They don't see eye to eye. They have their problems. But it's the same thing I tell them. If you look to the account managers, tell them, just do your job. And then you look over to the producers, just do your job. And it's going to be okay. But you got producers that want a medal in this. And then the CSRs mm-hmm. want a medal in that. And everybody wants to have a piece of every little piece of it. And it's like, just focus on what you do and what you do yeah. best. Well, and I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, I'll take it one step further though, too. I think the transparency, like I think, you know, an account manager, if they talk to the producer and the producer's like, you know why I'm all up in your ass on this? It's because I'm so stressed and I need to hit my numbers. And this guy's kind of a, a control freak who I'm dealing with and I don't want to mess anything up. Yeah. I feel like as an account manager, then you're like, all right, he's kind of being crazy, but I get it. It's his biggest account. He doesn't want to mess it up. He wants to white glove it. it. You know, and I'm like, there's, it's okay to kind of show your vulnerability and say, this is why, or if you're an account manager, God, I'm nervous to call this guy for you because it's your biggest client and I don't want to mess it up. So I'm having you check my work. Perfect. Just be honest. And that goes a long way. Then all the drama, I'm like, you're kind of covering all these egos. It's like, you know, the real reason why we're all doing it or why there's a problem. Then account manager gets pissed at producer because producer doesn't do this. It's like, you know, account manager, you wouldn't have a job if producer doesn't sell and producer, you wouldn't have a job if account manager doesn't do this for you. So Let's figure it out. Like, let's have the love, love baby. Come on. You know, I mean, I absolutely love that because you're right. That transparency will go a long way. And it's so simple that people don't think of it. It's like, how hard is it to sit down with your producer or with your account manager and just be honest? Or maybe you you set up, as you go back to your process, you set up a weekly sit down or maybe a daily 15 minute chat where you're just like, let's, let's just chat about this. Where are you at? What's on your desk? What can I help you? How can I help you? Whatever it might be. And like you said, it may be simple things like, hey, I'm just, I'm really nervous about this account because it's a six figure account. I don't want to lose it. Or, and it gets me in the door to this new industry. I mean, there's sometimes like I'll have ones that a guy like calls me freaking out on premium financing. I'm like, it's a thousand dollar account. What is this guy like? He's like, no, but it's because I have this other part. And you know, him being honest to me, I'm like, dude, let me bend over backwards. We'll eat it on this one. We won't make money on it, but I get it. You're trying to do this. This is for your business. Having that conversation. Now I'm like, this guy's not just a loon and writing me for no reason. There's a reason behind it. And so I, you know, I, I laugh. I'm like, I do think in, in the insurance industry, I'm like, if everyone was just a little bit more honest to each other and had that rapport, the whole world would be a lot happier because there really is, you know, I, I know with me, I have some clients, God, I've been trying to work that guy to use me for two years. And he comes in and I'm like, CC me on every email due to this. And I'm sure they're like, what, why is she being a nutball about this account? Well, it's like, I've been working that for two years. It's that's why I'm not trying to be a jerk, you know? And so it's, I have those conversations with them. I'm like, I know this guy's a little bit more of a sensitive guy. He doesn't like this in the emails. takes two seconds to explain it. Yep. And then they don't mind doing it and they don't think you're micromanaging. You know, yep, so open, honest communication. Yeah, we have solved a lot of problems. <laughs> we're getting uh, we're getting all the young people, all the females in the industry. We're getting all the producers up and being experts. We're getting on TikTok with a viral dance. So, I mean, Dude, does it get done, better this, than that? Yeah, this is going to break the podcast world. <laughs> I mean, we nailed it and until I call you. Be like, we only had this many. This, <laughs> like, no. so Regan, no one liked Rig Dog 21. Right. Be like, God. Did you did you post the Missoulian article from right. you know 2002? Come on. Right next to my Come article on. from 1994. Yeah. Yes, we need those. So that's going on our TikTok video. I'm gonna go find my high school basketball picture and I'm sending that to you. So okay, perfect. This is hilarious. I love it. I'm so glad that we've we've become friends. Yeah. And I'm so glad that all is good. I mean, it's just it's so much fun, man. Uh, well, I needed I the mayor in my life, you know. I'm like I, I got to peek again. Dog. Maybe, maybe I can be like your spokesperson, you know, like something Dude. like I already, Keith already for mayor, right. I'm already envisioning like some, some co-hosted, uh, content. Like, yeah, I may have just found me a new co-host, man. I, uh, I love it. So again, thank you so much. I appreciate yes. it. And I, oh, here, I'm going to do this publicly on the show and I'm not even going to edit this out. I owe you an apology. Oh God. What? I have pronounced your name wrong. Oh, psh, dude. I go by it's, Regan. It's Regan? It, it, okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Dude, my real name, I, I, it, my, my real name is Regan, but my in-laws, sorry, in-laws, if you're still listening, go back and forth between Reg and Regan. I've only been with my husband 15 years and they still don't know my name. So I hold nothing against anyone. Dude. I know some people are really sensitive on names. I'm like, you could, as long as you don't call me Regina, that's all I don't like. I and I've gotten that Heath. I've gotten Regina. I'm like, Dude, no, my I, name is not thing. Regina. It's Regan. I, I get it. I, I get so. I get Keith a lot or Pete. But yeah. how's Pete even? <laughs> I get yeah, see that's of, not so, close. That's not so, close. But Reagan, so Regan, it's a hard one. It's I don't Regan, hold it against uh, you. Yeah, Regan so, so. Brandt. Yeah. And I used to be a Miller. And so, you know, goddamn my husband. Now I got to spell both my names. I'm like, I don't know if you were worth it. I'm like, I got to spell my first name. I got to spell my last. I used to at least have Miller. 
I used to be like one could spell. So it's it's a hard battle I fight every day now. So, okay. Last question. <laughs> is the T silent or the D silent on Brandt? Uh, I guess it would be the D. Yeah, it's the D because it's more like Brandt, but yeah. then like the D is silent. But that's not even my real, uh, you know, it is now married in. But I'm right. like, trust me, I couldn't even pronounce. I was like, am I a Brandit? Like, this is weird. How do you spell this thing? So, and it's you. not easy to curse up a B. I'm like, this was not worth all the hype, man. So, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I, I can't do this. So, oh, hilarious. Okay. So, tell them how they can find you. Uh, yeah, you got a I mean, lot of email addresses and contact. I do. Info. Yeah, I do have a lot of emails. So probably the best is just look me up on LinkedIn. Would love anyone to connect, follow, reach out to me. I'm happy to chat with anyone who's trying to figure out like, how do I get processes? How do I do this? Talk about loss runs, talk about premium financing, talk about specialty MGA products. You're writing, you know, workers comp for truckers, pest control, propane. I mean, they, they, we've got the gamut. So would love to connect you with any of my network and help you out. So yeah, look up Regan. R-E-G-H-A-N. So it's kind of weird. Reg Han Brandt on LinkedIn, probably easiest way to connect with me. So see, I mean, I'm not that far of Regan. It's just it's Reg Han. That's how it's spelled. It's very weird. Trust me. Well, I'll never mispronounce it again. I will not hold it against you if you do. So trust me. I'm like, and I'm also I have three kids. I have a five, three-year-old, and a 10-month-old. I don't half time don't even know my own name. So I like will not hold it against you at all. So I got three, I got three myself. So yeah. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It was kind of an ADHD squirrel <laughs> podcast, but it was it was it was so much fun. Thank you. Yeah. No, appreciate it. Oh, funny, funny. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for hanging out with me and Regan today on the show. I really hope that the content we brought you made you a better insurance professional and hopefully helped you laugh a little bit. And I hope you'll go to uh, my TikTok channel and Regan's TikTok channel and check out the video that we put out from this very podcast. Help us get to 10, 12, 15,000 views on that TikTok. And let's help inspire other people to get out of their comfort zones and get in on the TikTok thing. Uh, because I think it's it's brilliant. Uh, I think what they're doing with, with TikTok taught me is fantastic. Anyhow, uh, if you have an idea for your own show, uh, please go to GetReadySetPodcast.com. Ready, Set Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.